We ended the year with the message about the urgency of the hour with a thought of recognizing and realizing that the coming of Jesus Christ is being inscribed and written on the, the uh, world scene, America's scene. Jesus, when he was informing us about the news of the last day, spoke with regard to the last days and those signs. And so uh, there is a, you know, need in our own lives to recognize the hour. It was the wise man that said we are need to understand the time so we can apply our hearts to wisdom. Jesus himself said that there would be many that would be taken unaware. And so we don't want that to be or happen to us. And then we talked about criteria Very important in a New Year's resolution, and that is to live in forgiveness. Absolutely vital. We must not have unforgiveness in our lives toward anyone. And then last one was how we are ambassadors of God's Grace, and that is a role that we play. Today, uh, in the fourth series of this, I want to talk to us about new wine and new bottles. New wine and new bottles. I believe that the breeze of the Holy Spirit is blowing among us. He is always ready and willing. And as he blows among us, there are the desires and dreams that he would like to translate into experience. And so as we look at this this morning, there's some four words I want you to have an alertness to, and that's flexibility, freshness, preparation, and renewal. Would you give me my scriptures this morning? No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth onto an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made Worse, And no one puts, a, puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine bursts the wineskins. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put in new wineskins. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy... He has saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Shall we pray? Father, this morning... We ask for the blessing upon the reading of your word. We ask for the impartation that is to accompany the word into our lives. Let this not just be information, but let it be impartation. Let it be transformation. God, we bless the people and we bless you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. New. 
versus old. This is a word, I believe, that is in the heart of the Holy Spirit today. That there is uh, a renewal, a renewal. This is a passage of scripture about the containers and the content. It represents the outer and the inner, the container and the content. I don't believe that Jesus is simply describing the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. I believe that there is that element that he wants us to discover that is an application for every generation and guidelines for every individual. Paul said that all scripture was given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. God uses his word to get us ready for the good work that he's got for each one of us to do. It is more than tradition and non-tradition, okay? But it is discovering the wisdom by which we may face the changes that are taking place and that do take place. Finding in ourselves not placing blame or accusing, but it's about discovering. Yes, Jesus spoke concerning religious practices that had gone stale, where their original meaning had been long forgotten, and they became simply public ritual. And it's within those frameworks that I speak to you this morning. He talks about an old garment and a new patch. The word patch actually there means it doesn't, when it doesn't match, it says it doesn't harmonize. It isn't of like-mindedness. It is not a patch for old practices, but it is a precious transformation that's needed for the container, for the content. Hallelujah. The challenge of renewal, of course. is the challenge. I believe that God is always trying to do new things, changes, things that we can't experience until and, and receive the full benefit from them as they're intended unless we are ready to have a renewal. A renewal both in practice and also in spirit. The Pharisees were great in scripture. They taught the teachings of the word, but somehow the rules and regulations had usurped the true meaning of the order. And as I talk to you this morning, I approach it with great, I trust, carefulness. 
because this scripture has been used to justify so many elements that we call God. And without saying what was God or wasn't God, we will discover that with everything new, there must be preparation. You don't just pour new wine in. You must have preparation. Jesus spoke about the need for preparation. And he said, I have a lot to tell you and share with you, but you cannot bear it now. You don't just grab a new patch and put it on an old garment. There must be preparation. I have things to say to you, but you are not able now. We discovered that there's a time for milk and there's a time for meat. But a renewal process that affects the structure is the only way that we can produce real and lasting effects. Yes, think about it. He says, they're both lost. He didn't say that they, it wasn't good. He says it wasn't ready. You ever wonder why the church has such a limited lifespan in some things. So much to speak about here this morning. It is hard for me to put it together, so it's a blessing to you. But let me start with this. God is about new beginnings. We cannot deny that. This book ends with that thought. I will make all things new. The psalmist talks about that there is times when there's new songs that come. The Ezekiel prophesied about new hearts and a new spirit. Apostle Paul in Ephesians talked about a renewed mind and a new man. Isaiah talks about new heavens and new earth. And Corinthians talks about new, new creation. New simply means not found exactly as before. New in quality, new in fresh desires and the overall structure. Fresh in development and opportunity. It contains new hope and new dreams. New forms, new formats, and new focus. You see, while the message of the gospel... It is both timeless and flawless. The packaging we wrap it in must always adapt so it doesn't lose its relevance. To try and patch an old garment with a new unshrunk cloth, it's ruined by the first wash, he says. What is Jesus talking about? Keeping it real. Yes. 
He only challenges religious practices that have gone stale. When their original meaning has long been forgotten and simply becomes a ritual of just something that we do. It's when, as wineskins, we assume a definite shape and oftentimes somewhat brittle and not very pliable. Renewal. Yes. It was the Apostle Paul that talked about ritual versus authentic. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. He's saying they have misguided affections. There is no life of the spirit. And it lacks character and conduct. It was Jesus that said in Mark chapter 7, don't let tradition keep you from experiencing God's life and God's power. He speaks to them in Mark chapter 7, laying aside the commandment of God and holding on to the tradition of men. Let me say frankly, Tradition has its place, but not first place. Not first place. It does have its place. Hallelujah. We must appreciate the old, but it's also dangerous to resist the new. Are you with me this morning? New wine needs time. It must go through a process, process of change, and we must have the wisdom in how to allow it to happen. Yes. Yes, I like the old better. We like what's familiar. And of course, as a pastor, how many times have I heard that? After 40 years with the same church, you get to hear the disgruntled with regard to the new And then, of course, the rejection of regard to the old. But we are not to compare. We are not to compare. We're to go forward. Amen? We must go forward. Fact is, good verse for me. Remember not the former things. Why don't you let it go, Pastor Don? (laughs) I think we need to treat everything with a light touch. Just a light touch. Isaiah 43 says this. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing now, shall it spring forth. Shall you not know it, or will you capture it? I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It's quite apparent there that not many have traveled there before. Because a road has to be made. Rivers have to be cut out. Hallelujah. Barren and dry places. Do we shy away from them? Do we just 
travel to the oasis or do we cut rivers so that the wilderness can blossom? Come on, church. The desert, he said, can blossom. The desert can become fruitful. Let us not shy away where we haven't been, nor from the dry places that God places us. For I shall be in you a well of living water, springing up into everlasting life. So when I'm talking about new this morning, it has more to do with tenderized hearts in spirits who are open to receive the fresh things from God. A readiness for that which God is doing. Be it familiar or unfamiliar. It's reconditioning the wineskin until it's refreshed, until it's flexible, until it's passionate. Let me show you the difference between the new and the old. Or when I should say it becomes old and brittle. The Pharisees appealed to the rules. Jesus appealed to the purpose of the rules. The principle from the old wineskins was that man was made for the Sabbath. Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man. The old wineskins were about getting it right. The new wineskins were about keeping it real. Oh, hallelujah. The old wineskins were about the external appearance. And the new wineskins were about the internal identity. The old wineskins were about fulfilling duty. The new wineskins are about training desire. I will take out the old heart and I will give you a new heart. Yes, about training the desire. The old wineskins are about fasting and faithfulness. Nothing wrong with that. But in the new wineskins, it's about fellowship. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. It is. It's about fellowship. The reason for fasting is to improve the fellowship, not the duty or the order of the day. The issue is not so much about practice as it is about Purpose. Yes, it's about purpose. We must be careful not to treat good things as ultimate things. We must not allow mindsets to mire us in the ruts of inflexibility and irrelevance. Get a, a tongue tied there. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? We must not allow spiritual practices to become markers of salvation when our Creator has not made them as such. Hallelujah. <laughs> We make markers.
And we say they're markers of salvation, and God has not made them as markers of salvation. We have. Hallelujah. Sometimes the old must be released in order to preserve that which is of greater value. Now I'm getting you church ready for the future. Because that's there's only one direction to go, and that's the future. We are not looking to be like the children of Israel where they started dreaming about yesterday. In their hearts began to also find themselves yearning for yesterday. Let me tell you, I've got a lot of yesterdays. <laughs> so do you. I've got a lot of yesterdays. But yesterday is not my future. Yes. Pastor, is there a time when form is to be embraced? Absolutely. But it's not when the bridegroom is with you. (laughs) See, they said... You should be fasting and travailing. How come you're not doing that? These guys are. Because there was a presence that wasn't for fasting and praying. It was a presence for rejoicing. Now, all of these things are going to tie together because... One of them is going to be getting our joy back. Would you say you're joyful? Got a couple of heads shaking. Nobody's doing this, but that's all right. Hallelujah. It's not a put down of yesterday. Yesterday got us to where we are today. We do not forget our roots and we do not forget our past. But we know that our past is not our future. There's got to be flexibility. That's the uniqueness that is able to preserve the new wine is flexibility. It must go through a process of renewal. Hence Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us by the washing, the uh, regeneration, and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting that the scripture references us that you just can't pour it in and ignore it. And hope that it stays full. I don't know how it diminishes, but I do know that he says that we have to replenish it. Parable of the virgins. He tells us that there is some place that we can go get it. 
that when the oil's a little low, you got to go to where they sell it and buy it. Yeah. That renewal of the wineskin so that the content is not lost, but it is preserved. So that the container is not ruined, but has a future. Be it individually or corporately. It's about your presence, Lord. It's about your presence, Lord. That age of the Holy Spirit as he breaks in with what is new. Quite alarming sometimes. Now, yes, new wine is not mature wine. Oh, hallelujah. You got to get the, the angle of that. I don't know if I can get it out, but it's not mature. <laughs> but that does not make it invaluable or about, you know what I mean, becoming mature. It at first does not have necessarily that taste that you love because we've been trained. But he says, if you will drink of it for a little while, you will learn to like it. And you won't say the old is better. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, for the young that might not have a lot of great association, but when you get older, you appreciate renewal. You appreciate renewal in your body. <laughs> you know? You appreciate renewal, you know what I mean? When, hey, it finally comes around. And you appreciate renewal in your spirit. Because... The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, it's not necessarily weak because it's in sin. It just has a tough time getting up and keeping up with the spirit. Hallelujah. I do not believe we are, we are to condemn old concepts and old behaviors. I do not believe that. I believe that we need to refresh. Wherein we make room for the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, I appreciated last Sunday. In that moment, at that time, it seemed the Holy Spirit cut out a time for us to just go ahead and absorb him. That our order was not so emphatic And it was in reality a renewing of the 
wine skins. Why? Because what's in the container counts the most. Church. As containers, we are vital. But we are vital to the content. But it's possible for both to be lost. It must have proper preparation. Before you put the new patch on the old garment, you need to wash the new. So when it goes through its first togetherness, it has some equal flexibility. Am I making sense this morning, church? What does that have to do with us as a church, pastor? Because I believe that the Holy Spirit is the fermenting agent, fermenting agent within our spirits. And maturity takes time. It takes an opportunity. I was a wild believer. Most of you, Clay, Jody knew me when I was but a boy. I was a wild believer. I'm still a wild believer. But I'm so grateful for the saints that, that, that shaped me and, you know, groomed me and embraced me and encouraged me. Because yeah, I was wild. You don't know wild. <laughs> You've never seen wild in this church. <laughs> But those precious leaders, those precious moms and dads and grandparents, they recognized and they stayed flexible because there was something in the container that was precious. Hallelujah. Something in the container that was precious. Now we don't have too many wild people around here. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be wild people around here. believe that each generation has a responsibility to pour into the next generation in order to preserve what God is saying. Yes. That which is distinctive for right now. Remember, it tastes different. But in this case, Difference is good. Now, unless you think this is one-sided, I was wild. What if the next one's not wild? What if they're more conservative? 
Hello? See, we must not make those things as markers of spirituality. No, we can't do it. I might be wild, but I know Tom, he's not ever going to be wild. (laughs) And that's okay, Tom. Absolutely. It's okay. I think the wild and the tame, hallelujah, can worship in the pew, worship in the Bible study, work in the same fields. Oh, hallelujah. Now I'm going to get a little bit close to home now. When I grew up, And I do not hold this anymore. But if you didn't speak in tongues, you you weren't anybody. <coughs> you poor Baptists, Catholics, Lutherans, Methodists, whatever. Oh, I've learned so much through the time when I saw how much they had that I didn't have. Are you hearing me, church? We have room for Pentecostals, Charismatics, Baptists, Catholics, Methodists, I mean, whatever. It's about Jesus. We are about preserving the wine, which is the Holy Spirit. As my musicians come this morning, so we close this out and just so much more that we cannot even begin. But when we talk about, remember, it's not just an expression because new wine means harvest. Many verses that I can't go into them. It's about abundant overflow. It's about celebration. Yes, there are seasons of the crushing of the grapes and the treading of the grapes, but then follows the great joy and celebration after that. When Jesus is talking about this passage of scripture in Matthew 9. They put new wine in, nor do they. And that shall he say in this, for this period of time, this is what God is doing. But don't settle even in this, for the time will come on my father's calendar when it will change again. Hallelujah. Amen. For those that have maybe been experienced in a time of the crushing of the grapes and trial and challenges. After the crushing of the grapes comes the flow of the new wine into your life and my life. So, Pastor, what are you talking about when we talk about the Holy Spirit? I think we have to discover the symbols that the Word of God uses so that we can embrace the total of the world of the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit is a rain. It's a refreshing for dryness and for barrenness. He speaks about 
family affair and community affair in the book of Joel. Not just our family, but our community. Notice that he says, I will pour my spirit on your sons and daughters. And he goes on to say, and your maid servants and your men spirits, servants, community. Can you believe with me today that God is about to pour something on your community? And that you just might be the wineskin that's doing the pouring. Pouring a wine in a way that the new container can receive it. Yes. Stand with me today. Holy Spirit. I think I'll talk about that next week. I'm going to stop there. All that the Holy Spirit is. As we prayed in the prayer room this morning, we prayed that passage of Scripture from Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. By renewing of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not here to tell you how you get renewed and what works for you. But when you are renewed, you will know it. The things that bothered you before, they don't even get your attention. That were a problem yesterday they mean nothing today they just don't have an influence in your life because there's a more powerful influence it has just got a hold of you mm. my elder said to me after I got done preaching one of the messages, he says, uh, hey, you've been experiencing something. You're not just talking about something. You've been experiencing that something that you've been talking about. And I'm not ashamed to tell you this morning, church, Hallelujah. I need renewal. And I'm experiencing renewal. But my renewal is not done. Hallelujah. I got to have a little more soaking. Amen. Yeah. I mean, there's still a little brittleness in me. So Bible Center Church. Don't get me wrong, I'm not leaving, all right? But I am preparing us for 2019. For the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and it won't be just like it was in my past or your past. In this move of the Holy Spirit, we will learn not to hold sinners at arm's length. We will learn to embrace sinners. Yeah. The move of the Holy Spirit, we won't be afraid to sit with sinners.
glad somebody sat with me. <laughs> Amen. Somebody sat with me. And God wants us to not be afraid to sit with sinners. He can't put the new wine in old wineskins. He must have a revitalized wineskin. He doesn't want it wasted. He wants to save the wine and the wine skins. He doesn't want you, your eyes destiny ruined. He wants our tomorrows secure in the life of the Spirit. Amen. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. I so appreciate what's going on outside of the church. I appreciate the farm. They're sitting with sinners, sitting with kids, sitting with people, you know, reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Now recognize this morning that I haven't put this thing together the way I would like to sometimes, but I believe that you're getting the message. Hallelujah. God, I want renewal. Thank you for renewal. Hallelujah. I believe that if we'll take care of the container, God will take care of the pouring of the wine. Amen. Give the Lord a praise this morning as you leave today and enjoy this week and enjoy God. Amen. And be who God has made you to be right where you are at. Amen. Go with God because he's going with you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.